calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. I'm Kat. And before we jump into this episode, we do have a little Real Hauntings family news. Kat and JJ, would you like to share it with the audience? Yeah. Uh, We are trying out a new cat food for our cat. Ooh, that's not it. Tell them the (laughs) truth. Uh, No, we got engaged recently. Congrats. So if you were, if it was a mystery to whether we were dating or not, we were dating and now we're engaged. Was that a mystery? Was it a mystery? It was a mystery. Maybe to like casual listeners. Yeah, people would pop in and out maybe. Um, I know like in the early days of the podcast, I would have people um, like Andy, you know, who used to come on and different people like that. They'd be like, are they dating? Like, what's the deal between those two? And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> like, they live together. That is such good news. It's exciting to see. And I wish we weren't in this Omicron shit so where everybody could get together and celebrate. But I'm sure we will have time to do that in the future. On this episode, we do have a fan of the podcast, somebody who has listened to the podcast and enjoyed it and wanted to come on and share horror stories with some super creepy haunted house haunted family stuff. So Marlena, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you discover Real Hauntings? I recently started working and on my commute homes, switching through the channels, I uh, came across Jojo on the radio and it happened to be the day before Halloween and he was talking about the podcast and I heard the beat, the intro, and it was really catchy and I misunderstood it, I thought it was his podcast until I, I found it and then realized it wasn't. And But I listened and I loved every episode. Okay, so time out. <laughs> Our episode was on like the radio radio? No, he was he just played like a little sound bit of the that beat in the beginning of the of the intro. On but on the radio? On the radio. Whoa. Whoa. Look at us guys. <laughs> I like that beat. I really like that beat. So I'm like, I've got to go find it. And that's so cool. Well, you just made my night. That's uh, <laughs> that's really exciting. Jojo has been super kind to us. So um, shout out to he, he, Jojo. He lives, here in my, he lives here in my town. Oh, cool. Oh, 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 very awesome. cool. 
so awesome. Wow. Well, I think, um, that would be a really great, I think we stumbled upon a really great marketing strategy of Jojo Wright, just like talking about our podcast as if it was his. And then <laughs> like, oh, I, 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 I want to listen so, to Jojo Wright. Right at the end. So he, so I just misunderstood that he, he himself has a podcast, but he was on one as a guest. I misunderstood because when I, when I got in there that, uh, yeah. Yeah, his yeah. um yeah, his podcast is paranormalish and he brings on a lot of the celebrities that he interviews on the radio and you can hear their stories on there. So fans, make sure you go not only listen but rate and review his podcast. Give him five stars. I, st- I still want to get Jenny Slate on here somehow. If anybody yeah. has a connection to Jenny Slate, I would love to hear. Me her. too. That'd be great. For sure. Well, Marlena, thank you for letting us know that. That's that's super cool. Well, you know, we like to find out where our guests fall on the Believo meter, uh, coined by Jojo Wright himself. Where do you fall on that? Zero meaning you don't believe, and 10, you absolutely do believe in ghosts. Absolutely believe. 10. I'm a 10. All right. No hesitation. 10 all the way. I feel like we've been on a run of 10s lately. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so how long have you been a 10? Always or? Always. Yeah. Always. With from my childhood, my mom, her, her her experiences, and then her mom's experiences, and then I've had my own. So there's no there's no way to deny it. Is this a thing that like like uh, ha- happens with all the women in your family? That because we've heard that before, where people are like, "Yeah, me and my mom and her mom all like see things." So uh, my brother actually does. Really? Okay. A lot more. A lot more intense than I than myself mine's more audio from time to time I'll see like black shadows but it's been a while we've moved we moved back to Stevenson Ranch and I haven't had anything here so let's knock on some wood (laughs) well speaking of knocking on wood Kat and JJ you remember from our last episode we interviewed uh Riley Apache Rose and you remember during part of that episode she thought she heard something rattle against her door Sure enough, in editing, uh, I edited it, you know, Sunday night, you can hear a clear as day. It's like a didn't, didn't, just like she described. Now, I don't know what it was, you know, not saying it's necessarily something paranormal, but she did hear it. So, I mean, it was a real noise, what, whatever caused it, you know, so that's pretty neat. I don't know. What's more impressive to me is that showing up on the audio or that seamless segue into that. That was so good. I was like, where are you going with this? But you got there. That was great. You know, I love a good pun. I'm supportive of Noah. <laughs> well, Marlena, listening to our podcast, have you heard any other guests that you kind of identify with that made you feel like, oh, wow, they're kind of experiencing what I'm experiencing? Well, obviously, everyone who's come on discussing their their uh, sleep paralysis, because mm-hmm. that's I myself have experienced the black shadows, the noises, whispering of your name seeing things roll across the room that had no reason to roll. Yeah. I had recently mentioned that my wife and I saw a door um, open that we had closed in a kind of violent way. And we were like, well, that's weird. And she's super skeptical. And she kind of laughed it off. It's like, haha, it's a ghost. Well, the other night, so we have a young child and he has kind of a playroom downstairs and we were both back in the TV room or no, actually she was upstairs. I was in the TV room and I heard a loud bang come from that room. And one of his toys had flown off uh, the table and she came running downstairs thinking I had fallen. 
And she was like, are you okay? And she was talking like in that room next to me. And then she realized I was down in the TV room. And then she came down there and she was like, did you hear that? I was like, yeah, I thought you had maybe tripped or something happened. She was like, no, I think it's the, <laughs> the train that was on the table flew off. I laugh because oh like, gosh. well, I thought maybe you fell or tripped. You didn't go check. <laughs> she <laughs> came like, running down to check on me. Ran in there to be like, are you okay? <laughs> that doesn't bode well for me. But, uh, but yeah, so I don't know what's going on. I mean, we've only had those two instances, so maybe it's nothing. Um, Sounds but... like you have the house ghost. I blame you guys. I think that ghost woman came from your house. Now she's over here. He's very oh. kind. If it's mm. my grandma, what people tend to tell me. Yeah. Anyways, enough she, about she never knocks down stuff in our house. So maybe it's more of a you problem. I don't know. It's weird, but I'm doing VR again too. So maybe I'll just escape in there and I won't have to hear the ghost. But um, so I don't have a segue for that. But Marlena, uh, how old were you? when you started experiencing these supernatural events? I'd say personally, probably about nine, 10 years old. And of course it has to be with a Ouija board, hanging out with some neighborhood kids. I myself didn't touch, but I observed and knowing just from my mom's stories, I knew not to touch it, (laughs) but I probably shouldn't have even been there. Was it one of those things where the people participating didn't close it out properly or did you witness something? we were all kids that were there playing with it. And it was, they were, the, the girls were asking questions with their hands on the board and I'm, I'm forgetting what it's called. The planchette. The planchette. Um, it was moving. And then at one point it just flew off and we had, we were in a, the apartments we lived in, there was a stairwell, but it would only go up to two different units, one on either side of it. So the, we were sitting on one side of the unit with the door open and it, flew into the other into the other unit wow and oh, i kind of stepped away after that i'm out of here jeez <laughs> yeah i i can't if no if you ever want to do one i can't do it I'm not well we're gonna we're gonna do a seance that's a little different <laughs> so you'll be okay <laughs> difference <laughs> yeah you'll be fine um so you saw that happen what did your did you tell your mom did she tell you about some of the stuff that happened to her Yeah, and very similar things. Um, They did like light as a feather, stiff as a board stuff when she was younger. I never, never did that just by listening to her stories. You know, you learn that way. Um, But that was the last, that was the last time I myself was in the room or near a Ouija board that I know of. Yeah, that's a constant theme on the podcast is stay away from Ouija boards. We've had a few people be like, yeah, they're amazing. Just hop on, talk to the dead. You'll be fine. Wait, so I used to play light as a feather, stiff as a board. I think I said bird, stiff as a bird my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> just, now, just now realizing how wrong that is. But I used to play that at every like sleepover. Is that oh like, that's not okay. Is That's the one where like you uh, all, everybody puts like two fingers under someone. They're laying on their back. Yes. You light as a feather, stiff as a board, and you light as a feather, and you say it a bunch of times, and you slowly all start raising her, and you can or him, and you can lift them in the air just using your two fingers, like all of you, and it works. It literally yeah. works. It works. Is that, what is that? that? It, did it? It did it with her. I have no idea what that is. JJ, our resident skeptic, what do you think <laughs> that is? I'm gonna look I, it up. I was just <laughs> opening up my phone to look that up, but I don't know. I don't I'm, know. I was just like, stay, just stay away from it, you know, but that was it. 
I think the fingers were just stronger back in the nineties. They could just lift people. <laughs> we were also like children. You guys are way younger than me, I believe. No, 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 no. JJ is like 84. And Noah's nope. like 70. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to it. Wait, how, how, oh, this is a fun game. How old do you think we are? I'm thinking you're in your early 30s. That's they are. <laughs> they I'm, are. I'm in my late 30s. I'm about to turn 38, so. They'll beat you. I'll be 40 in April. Okay, well, you, you, I mean, I don't really know because everybody to me kind of looks like that now because <laughs> we're, we're, we're all the same age. So we're all the yeah. same age. But you we could be 30. Same. I'd believe it. Thanks. <laughs> or younger. Yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. This is the science behind light as a feather, stiff as a board, just because I had to know. So the key to the trick is timing. Each of the lifters must apply the lifting force at the same moment. When this is done, the weight of the subject is divided equally between each lifter, requiring each person to contribute only 26 to 44 pounds of lift to raise a 110 to 176 pound person. This is about the same as each person lifting a heavy shopping bag, which, you know, you could reasonably lift a shopping bag with two fingers. And also, I don't know, it doesn't say how many lifters are on this. I assume just, you know, however many like kind of shoulder spaces you can fit around Possibly. the body. Or maybe, or maybe they don't tell you how many because it's actually witchcraft. And yeah, maybe it's the devil, JJ. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize at the beginning of the game, you're all supposed to chant, she's looking ill, she's looking ill, and then she's looking worse. And then she is dying and then she is dead. And then you say, light as a feather, stiff as a board. But I've never played it that way. Yeah, I don't think we ever played that when I was a kid. We didn't do a lot of supernatural stuff. I, has anyone done the thing with the two fingers where you like lift a hula hoop and it's like, it, but like, or like it's, you're not supposed to lift it. You're just supposed to hold it steady, but you get like everyone around it and it's just impossible to like not have the hula hoop like That's some weird church camp thing you did as a kid. Yeah, one hundred percent church camp. Totally game. A, a church camp game. That's a whole that other. That's a whole other. Percent correct. That's yeah. a whole other podcast to work with. <laughs> that's <laughs> really funny. Church trauma. Okay, uh, uh, we digress, <laughs> Marlena. We are <laughs> taking away from the focus here. So, <laughs> so Marlena, you you had that event, and then I mean, I'm sure that was pretty terrifying. But what? What did something happen after that that really solidified in you that there's a whole nother paranormal universe out there? My mom's my mom's nightly screaming for because she witnessed black shadows as well. And they would wake her up nightly in one house specifically. Um, even before we moved to that house, she had um, in her in her room, it was large enough for her to have her queen size bed and a sofa in her room. My youngest sister having curly hair, um, she has curly hair and my mom in the middle of the night had witnessed her or thought it was her sitting on the arm rest of the sofa. You just saw a figure with curly hair. Cassandra go to sleep. This thing lunged out at her. Had it had a, it looked, she said it looked like a, like a skeleton monkey with curly hair Ugh. and it jumped over her into this into the wall. Bring her screams like that. Imagine the screams that come out. 
you wake up and it's like every night it's something how long did she experience that? It, it was for years about at least two decades she's since um she's uh, I want to say changed religions um she's Muslim now um but so she's noticed that since she's become Muslim she hasn't had any experiences she's moved out of that house hmm. uh, her new house there's nothing she's at peace pretty much what she feels yeah. that's fascinating part of me was is wondering like I'm so sorry for her suffering like through all that I wonder like if it was anxiety not not that I'm canceling that out or anything but right. like something was going on to make her ha have this repetitive, if it wasn't energy like coming to visit her or if it was like something that her brain was just like manifesting what? at night. And the fact that she's found like peace and solace in that, at least, you know, just mental health wise too, through religion, yeah. very Absolutely. common. So that's awesome for her, but oh, that's terrifying. She then, my youngest youngest sister, uh, there was something where there was an, uh, a light image of, praying hands with a rosary and that came towards her very peacefully and she didn't feel anything until it started to like go at my youngest sister like it was wanting it and it turned very very vicious or ugly you could say oh. yeah did, did anything traumatic ever happen in that home that you guys were aware of that i not that i know of and i don't even address i don't know anything about that, that house i was too so little at that time the sister that had the monkey doppelganger, is she aware that that happened? Does she know about that now or was she aware of it then? I'm sure she does. I'm sure she does. Um, we unfortunately were not on speaking terms. Mm. So it's not something I can talk to her about. And I could ask my mom, but that's something we didn't discuss last night when we were, <laughs> when we were talking. No worries. That's just a fascinating haunting. That's really scary. Uh, <laughs> like, super <laughs> scary. Skeleton monkey coming after you like that. Yeah. Just... And and how old were you when you would, well, I mean, you said it happened for like two decades. So what period of your life did you hear your mom screaming? Ooh, like the whole time. Wow. Yeah. I can never remember a time where she wasn't. Right. And then at what point did you start having night terrors or sleep Not paralysis? Sleep paralysis. It happened as I, and an adult, well, while I was an adult, um, but I mentioned to you about like, oh, oh something moving in my room. That, mm -hmm. was, that was a teenager at that time in high school. And it was just the weekend I was sitting in my room on my bed and I had a yoga ball that I, that I used as a chair at my desk. And it was just a, a, a bit away from my desk and it moved, all, it rolled all the way to my uh, closet and then back again for no reason. I was the only one in the room windows are shut there's absolutely no reason for it to move and that hmm. same home is where my mom also saw lots of of the black shadows um and my, i had a someone whisper my name in my ear in that house as well yeah i wonder if whoever is in that home now is experiencing i would, I would like to know i'd absolutely yeah. know i've had um one night my mom was screaming and it was just like oh mom screaming again go back to sleep but at that time I had a day bed and it was a metal one. So any movement that I made, you can hear it. And something bumped my bed and I sit down and I was thinking maybe it's my brother coming in, oh, mom screaming again or something. But I looked and there was nothing there. And the bed had sunken in like something had sat there. There was oh. an impression. Oh, scary. And I said, you're not welcomed here. And I put the covers over my head. <laughs> 
as one does, you know. Uh, I always find so much safety in my covers whenever I'm scared like that. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness, that would that would be so terrifying. Yeah, I sleep with four uh, comforters on my bed. Is that weird? No. Because you're cold or scared? <laughs> because I'm cold. <laughs> because I'm scared. I don't know. Because like four blankets would add weight, which would mean it was calming. I like the comfort of it. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for rehashing all that because I'm sure it's going to link. I feel it. I'm also curious. Now you did mention Instagram that your brother had a portal in his room. Can you tell me what that means? This is the first for us, by the way. to discuss it um he just he doesn't like to talk about it too much he is one that feels like the more he talks about it the more things happen Mm -hmm. and he he sees things more than I do um like he's had something riding in a car with him even um it's constantly following him so if he talks about it it happens more but the portal he said it was just like this like you would see in a textbook, what, what a black hole would look like. Just a ring, a dark ring. Even in the shadow, you see this ring and it's things coming in and out. Oh, wow. Whoa. And was this during sleep paralysis or just whenever? Or this usually happened, obviously, when we're home at night when we're sleeping, we'd hear him screaming. You run into his room and his eyes were, he wasn't there. So obviously we assumed it was night terrors until he said, no, there's, there's something there and it comes out and this is what it looks like. And the thing was terrifying what he did draw. Oh my gosh. Y'all's neighbors must've really wondered what went on in your house at night. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so that was at that same house that every other story has been from. And he hasn't experienced something like that since. Well, moved out he obviously doesn't talk about it and nothing's nothing's come over yeah gotcha wow This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. On a remote island in frigid Lake Superior, a fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. 
And you said you were, or you are, um, you are an adult, obviously, but you said that your sleep paralysis started <laughs> my, what was it? My late twenties. Okay. Um, it, it only happened a few times when it did happen. And was it a shadow person or what did you experience? Um, well, let's go right into it. I had recently moved in with a brother that I had reconnected with. He found myself in a situation where he opened his door to me and I slept on, on the sofa. Through the time that we're there, um, we start discussing our, our how we grew up and, and the different paths that we had. I grew up in the church and him not so much, but as he grow, grew older, he got himself into um, Satan worship. And so he was a Satanist for a while. We didn't talk too much about it, but it was like something I'd, I'd never met anyone that studied it or was in it. So I just, it was interesting, but we moved on from that conversation. And that night I was laying down in the living room on the sofa and I was looking at my pet turtle that I had and he was floating in his tank and I'm, I'm laying down with my, with my knees curled like this off to the side and I'm just staring and I felt something push, push my face down like that further into the pillow. And then my whole body felt like somebody was just pushing the whole thing down. Mm. I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. And I just, in, inside, I just panicked, like, what is going on? And I can sense that something dark was there, nothing good. And I was in my head screaming, let me go. That didn't do anything. And I was starting, like, I couldn't even, I can just focus on the turtle's tank. I couldn't look around or anything. And I started to pray, my Lord Jesus Savior, come save me, please. And just before I got to, or just as I got to please, and I, it let me go. And I screamed out, please. And my brother and his brother, who was living with us at the time as well, they both came running out. And my one brother was like, what happened? Why are you screaming? And I told him what had happened. And the other one, um, Alan and Ivan, to get their names out there, sorry. Um, I'm getting, uh, I can feel it. Um, okay, take your time. It's just so much pressure right here. So Ivan, my brother, he's asking me what had happened and I'm telling him and then Alan says, I would felt it too and I couldn't get up. I couldn't get up. And it was holding us both down and we both happened to be praying at the same time and we both were released. And it was the weirdest thing to have somebody was experienced the same thing that I was at that same time. Wow. Whoa, that is really bizarre. I mean, like to, you know, sleep paralysis itself, I like I've never experienced it, but I've heard from, you know, both Kat and Noah, how intense it can feel. <laughs> but then to know that like, it's Someone very in your house was experiencing it in sync with you in sync that is so strange wow. and, scary. and I reached out to him I'm like I'm remembering this correctly right that's exactly what I remember I, I was experiencing it at the same time that you were yeah I have never heard that before and the way you told your story you had not like been drifting off to sleep you were looking I at just but I was on my phone even, and I just put the phone down and I looked over at my, at, at Chomper is his name, just looked over at him and it all started. 
Was- and it felt just like your your previous episodes of um, sleep paralysis. That was the first time. Oh wow. That was the first time it had happened. And then in that same apartment, it happened two more times. And at that point I, I had to leave. I was yeah. so worried for chompers when you said, you <laughs> I was like, Oh no, something bad's going to happen to the I turtle. Know you're like he is floating in his, in his thing. He's and we were like, Oh, was he dead? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like swimming, floating. No. Um, that I had some sleep paralysis the other day. <laughs> Worse. This is more more of a lighter hearted one. Um, I haven't had it in a while. We took a nap in the middle of the day, and I tend to get way more triggered in the middle of the day uh, as far as sleep paralysis goes. And I have never experienced a time when I can communicate to someone that I'm in it to help them, like you know, get me out of it. Um, but I was I I did communicate <laughs> to JJ. Um, right before I could feel myself going into it. Cause it kind of came out of it. And I knew if I went back to sleep, I was going back into it. And like, in general, it's just very uncomfortable. It's, it, it's very anxiety, you know, ridden you, you know, how yeah. that um, but my choice of words was I'm going into the void. Like <gasps> I, I couldn't say like, I'm, I need your help or yeah. I'm, Sleep paralysis. No, my brain goes going into the void. And I thought that just meant, oh, I'm like about to go to sleep and it's like, I'm really tired. And I'm Did you thump her on the nose to wake her no, up? Or? No, my response was, yeah, me too. And then I just, <laughs> what you- and then, and then late. Wait, wait, what was that? I was wondering, JJ, did you go to sleep? You didn't like check on her? I thought into the void meant, I mean, we like, I had a plan to take a nap and we had both been laying in bed and I just thought into the void like oh like a really deep sleep yeah Which that would, sounds nice that makes sense for like how we talk so, to each other later when we woke when we were both up Kat was just like did I say this thing out loud I was like yeah it was really cute and uh <laughs> I was right. like, no, yeah. I was going into sleep paralysis. So now I know what into the void means. But, but yeah, know. normally, like, you know, you haven't had, you don't have it very often that you have sleep paralysis. But every time you do, I'm just like, I have no idea. I'm it's, just like, oh, I don't know I how to. Thought you were asleep. I, yeah. So. Maybe I'm next time I'll try to say a prayer and see if that gets me out of it because. Well, at least you know cat's safe word now so it should be better yeah now i know into the void is not like a, a like nice like oh i'm gonna sleep really who well. knows what it'll be next time <laughs> but i mean i, I was it to know what you what you pit was there some kind of distress did you have like i wanted to know what you looked like while you were going you know right JJ. Yeah. i mean Super honestly nice. you look like very peaceful and like you normally do when you're asleep but when you're but in I it, I guess that's the paralysis part. You can't like your face can't reflect. Yeah. You know, but the, and the three of us, uh, not JJ, can probably attest to this. Is like when you're in it, you literally are trying so hard to move your face and talk and yeah. and, like, and yeah, you're doing it feels it. like being buried alive. I would imagine. Yeah. But like, and, and and my science brain, when I go into it, can remember that my fingertips can move because when mm. you're in sleep paralysis, your fingertips can still move. Oh, I didn't know. Or your extremities. Um, and so. So what I, else other than the fingertips? Well, I've said this before in episodes, but scientifically, your genitals and your fingertips do not get paralyzed in this. But and your toes? 
extremities yeah toes fingers um not that that matters in this specific story but thank you noah for yep just um, keeping people informed helping me educate so you can wiggle your fingertips and toes and do kegels all right jj that's too far (laughs) this is not that podcast but um yeah so i think like in my head i'm moving a pillow to hit someone so they know or you know to tell someone i'm in it um but really i'm probably just like doing this (laughs) Well, we've talked about this before. I, um, I've been using melatonin more and it just, the dreams that I've had or have been having on melatonin are so intense and vivid that when I wake up, there's a little bit of confusion when I wake up and it takes me a second to come out of it. And I've had some really bad, scary dreams, like nightmares. And I've also had some wonderful, like trippy, fun dreams. It's just, I don't know. I, I'm probably taking too much melatonin. I'm taking the 10 milligrams. I should probably go down. Oh, to that's it. way too much. Yeah. You're not supposed to take. Well, it's different for everyone. For us, five was too much. Yeah. One might be too much for me. Okay. But my question is, Marlena, what do you, like, how would you describe what sleep paralysis is? Like, do you think it's all just brain chemistry or do you think it's really a time when like spirits can come in and kind of control us? Well, it could be a little bit of both. Yeah, I think it could be a little bit of both. I really feel there's there are uh, listening to the podcast. There's a lot of people who say that we're all gifted, or there's some of us that are a little bit more in tune to it than others. I honestly believe that. And then those of us, us who might feel like I don't even know, maybe even you know, with your spiders, might just be a little bit more in tuned with that. And then those who just feel like they can't move and there's nothing more than the, than the, it just being that it might not be anything more. It's so yeah. fascinating and such an unknown. We love talking about it. Yeah. Sleep paralysis is great, but well, I mean, it's not great, but it's great to talk about because so many people have experienced it. So it's, it's always a good topic to discuss what the paranormal and it's also, it's just, it's so scary. Well, you did send over a video that I watched today and it um, involved your son and I know that in the, and of course I'll let you tell the story, but I know in that video you were showing like the, like, like goosebumps popping up. Is that before we get into the actual event, do you think that goes into you being gifted or do you think you were just kind of concerned about what was going on in the moment? I was actually feeling cold spots and it would come and go. It wasn't, and it wasn't even in the same spot. It, it kept moving and I'd get these really tremendous chills and it was just like up your spine and no, that was, there was something there. So Marley, you sent me these videos that depict um, your son telling you about something in his room. Can you tell us a little bit about the video before we play it? So my, my oldest son, um, he was about three years old at this time. Um, he starts talking about cuckoo with speech therapy, needed assistance with speech. So he's trying to explain to me that there's something in his room and it's called cuckoo. Um, so that's what he's that's what he's describing. And I'm asking him questions like, who is this? What is it? Is it like a, a new cartoon you're watching? I'm thinking like Coco. I don't even remember mm. if that was, is it something on TV that you're watching? And he's like, no, um, this is actually going before this part happens. Um, but I'm asking him questions about it. And so he's showing me where he last saw this cuckoo. And how old is he in the video? I want to say about three. Three. Okay. Yeah, my my kid's about to turn two. So I could 
see some yeah. like similarities. And then when, when your kid picks up the sword, I was just like, Oh, I hope he's okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we will play the video now. What's in your room? Oh, cool, cool. Do you want to go show me? I know. I don't understand that. Can you can you show me, please? Come show me. Can I tell you? Yep. Oh, yeah. I need you to show me what you're doing. You need a sword? Yeah. But nobody's here. Just you, me, and baby. That's it. That's all that's here. Where are you, Cuckoo? Yeah, where are Yeah. And that's the thing he would say is he'd walk into my room, cuckoo's right there on, on my side of the bed and always looking under under the bed on my side. And it was it You're always right. like the heebie jeebies because I I at that point would send something. I'm like, no, it's just my mind. I'm being JJ at this point. It's just my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I would be JJ. <laughs> I would love to know like the lineage of your family to see how far back it goes that people have experienced the supernatural. Right. Um, speaking to my mom last night, that's when my grandma, she's living with my mom right now. And she's like, I saw things when I was at the hospital too. She's seen things. My mom has seen things since she was a child as well. Seeing yeah. her that she had never even met. Mm. See, that's the kind of stuff that is hard for my JJ brain to explain away. You know, when I want to use logic and science and it's i think it's easier for us to dismiss like individual stories because we're not there somebody sees or hears something it's like okay we take it at face value but when you have a whole clan of people experiencing things and like the story with your brother where you all experience the same thing at the same time those are the kind of stories that move the needle for me to get even more and more of a believer because i don't I don't know how to refute that. Yeah, there was no reason for him to say, yeah, it was holding me down too. He came out looking white as a ghost as well. Like it was holding him down too. Hmm. He had had experience with it and actually still continues to as well. He feels that there is something that's around him. Oof. I feel like we covered most of the things that were in the messages that you sent over, but Marlene, is there anything else that you would like to go over with your history in the supernatural? Goodness. There were, well, I have two right now that have come to mind. Um, do you remember, I want to say in the early two thousands, I think it was exorcist was re-released mm -hmm. in theaters. Well, I went and saw it. I shouldn't have seen it. On the way home, I was uh, shitting myself. Uh, <laughs> the long road home, the ride home into a desert road. Like, it's just, it wasn't real. Um, but going home, I spoke to my younger brother about the movie itself and going, the one who saw the port, who sees the mm. portal, that's him. Um, I was discussing the movie with him and you know you have your normal house noises 
But when I was telling the stories about what was happening in the movie, they seemed to amplify. It was very loud and I would just get louder and the noises would get louder. And eventually I can hear a filing cabinet in my mom's room just banging like somebody was opening and closing the doors mm. so we stopped talking about it we both look at each other and we make our way to my mom's room which the door was locked i make my way in i check the filing cabinet the thing is locked what was all wow. this noise where was it coming from I have no idea and there was another time similar to that where i was in a prayer circle and in a home that there were no dogs allowed on the property and there was nothing but dogs howling and barking outside. What? So loud. It was the weirdest thing. And that was something I stopped praying and I was just focused on that while the rest of the group kept praying out loud. And that was something I was, I'd never experienced that before while praying. Oh my goodness. Did anyone else know? Wow. Yeah, did, so did anybody else hear the dogs? Yeah, the whole group heard. And they okay. were just, obviously, it's the devil outside. And I was just like, wow, the devil and demons outside. Would you consider yourself now as like still a pretty religious person? Uh, I have my relationship. I don't practice. I don't go to church. Yeah. It's more prayer turns into more conversations yeah. with me. So you're a uh, elder millennial like me. <laughs> Yeah. I would, and the reason I was asking is because I wonder, I was curious if the paranormal activity, did it decrease once that happened or did it's you feel safe. any difference? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to church anymore. And, and I always felt that way when I wasn't going to church, there wasn't as much activity. Hmm. And I, that was a way for any, whatever you may want to call it, the devil, the demons, keeping you from learning the word is something that Kate would come to mind. He's, he's trying to stop me from going to learn. And I imagine this is probably a hard question to answer, but I do like to ask people that have had an abundance of experiences. What do you think it is about you that kind of opened yourself up to these experiences? Or what do you think these entities were? Well, one medium I went to, they said there was something attached to me through my mother, yeah. something that something that she may have opened that attached itself to us. Wow. When Noah was asking about like if people in your family, like going back and finding generations and generations ago, yeah. it definitely sounds like something is tied to your family or something. you know, being and if my grandma, my grandmother's mother was adopted, so we don't have much information on her. And she died at a really young age. Well, please keep us informed on yeah. your life. I mean, you, you have a lot of paranormal things in your past and it, it's super fascinating to hear about. So if, as things come to you, maybe you, you forgot to say or whatever, feel free to reach well, back maybe. out. And yeah, thanks for coming on. You've been an absolute delight. It's um, I know we had tried to get you on previously, but it was during the holidays. So I know scheduling is kind of tough, but this was... Um, I know it sounds weird to say a lot of fun when you're talking about traumatic ghost stories, but but it was really fun to have you on. And thanks for letting us know that Jojo Wright played a little bit of that episode on the radio. That's pretty yeah. cool. 
Yes, so cool. We can all put Kiss FM on our uh, our resume yeah. now. Well, with that, I'm Noah. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. And I'm Marlena. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.